Previously on the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. So this is an emerging and fast evolving area of concern, especially as, as machine learning and AI kind of come into, into their own. And a lot of this kind of individual personal kind of user data can be used and can haunt you for your whole life if it's kind of abused. But our guiding principles are firstly that open data should not be an extractive industry. Like we've seen with the other resources out of Africa where people parachute in or organizations parachute in, they extract value and then they almost like use that value against the people who it originally belonged to. To listen to this episode and more, find the Civic Tech in Africa podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Civic Tech Innovation Network in partnership with Voice of Vits. Everybody. Welcome to the Civic Tech in Africa podcast. My name is Natim Kekwa, and we are so happy to have you join us again. We're continuing our series on the work of the Charter Project Africa, this charter being the Central African Union policy document to advance democratic governance in African Union member states. The Charter Project Africa initiative is led by six member organizations, which we will learn more about during this uh, series. Please check out today's show notes to learn more about this project. But before we begin, I want to tell you that this podcast episode is co-funded by the European Union. Its contents are the sole responsibility of the Charter Project Africa and do not necessarily reflect the views of the European Union. Today, I'm joined by Fiona Kimijisha, who is a regional program associate at ULEAD. Today, she'll be talking to me about utilizing podcast technology and social media platforms to upscale ULEAD Unplugged series. But she will also be talking to us more broadly about how ULEAD is helping mobilize and skill African young people to participate effectively in economic life and political life. Hi, Fiona. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you've joined us today. I'm happy to be talking about your project and I'd like us to sort of start talking about it immediately and just tell us a little bit about ULEAD and, and what it seeks to do. Um, uh, first of all, thank you again for having me. I'm very excited to be here talking about something we're very passionate about at ULEAD. Um, so ULEAD is a youth leadership program under the MS Training Center for Development Cooperation, Danish Action Aid in Tanzania. Um, our work cent- centers around youth in politics and youth in business. So those, those are our, our areas of focus. We do a couple of other things, but that is where we're really focused. Um, our objective really is to unlock that potential um, for youth le- youth leadership um, on the continent so that we can just have more young people being confident about taking up positions of leadership, be it in business or politics, um, create programs to skill them in those areas, and ultimately just have a more vibrant and involved youth in um, these different aspects uh, of life. Tell me about sort of the challenges that got this project started in the first place. Um, so when we first uh, read about the project, um, we were obviously very interested because it had such a strong focus on governance. And again, because youth in politics is such an important part for us, we thought, okay, great, youth in governance, how can we how can we be a part of this? Um, one of the challenges that we had identified, uh, maybe I can just talk a little bit about a study we did, because that's what informed uh us wanting to be part of this. So we had done a study back in 2021 called the Pan-African Young Leaders Training Program. And it was something that was commissioned by the AU Aga Secretariat. And one of 
the major findings that that came out of that was the majority of African youth were unaware of, for example, the ACDEC, the African Charter on Democracy, Elections and Governance. And that's, I mean, that's a central document that uh, seeks to advance democratic governance in, in African Union member states. So we thought that's that's a loophole right there. That's a gap. Um, that means there's all these young people that want to be involved, but aren't necessarily um, in the loop of these important documents or aren't um, connected, you know, they, they don't have access to the right people, maybe to have these conversations and really have their voices heard. So we felt that um, through this project, we can be a bridge, we can be able to create spaces for young people to first of all, connect, for example, with the AGA platform, have those conversations actually happening, you know, what are their thoughts on these documents that are coming up? What are their thoughts on what democracy looks like on in their communities, in their countries and on the continent? Um, so because of that gap, um, that's the challenge. We saw, so, okay, there's a gap here. What can we do to bridge that gap so that there's more information and ultimately young people can just have a more um, meaningful, meaningful role in um, creating these uh, regulations that govern us or at least having, you know, just having a voice in those mm -hmm. spaces. So that, I mean, that's the challenge that brought us to this project. Right. And so let me, let me sort of kind of go back to your project itself. And, and so how, and I think my main focus now, and sort of the main thought that's come to my mind is how does a project achieve the, its goals of getting people involved in, like I said before, uh, in, in economic and political life? What tools are you using to get these young people involved? Um, thank you. That's a great question. We at ULEAD um, are very focused on utilizing the digital space because that's where all the young people are today. I mean, that's where absolutely everybody's not just finding their entertainment, but it's where they're finding their news. It's where they're finding their next job. It's where they're finding absolutely everything. So um, over the past couple of years, since ULEAD started, we've built like a really vibrant online space on Facebook and on Twitter um, and we're just reaching these thousands of African youth. So now that we have this, as we built that platform, the thought was, how do we use this platform where all these young people are connecting to inform them, to skill them, um, to help them just really have more meaningful roles in, in, in the spaces of politics and entrepreneurship and business. So um, social media has really been a big part of that, um, even under the project our social media pages were in, should I say overdrive? We were we were on there, you know, just really hitting all those different points so that we could have young people um, get excited, you know, actually get excited about things like democracy because it's easy for this stuff to sound boring mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and we want to make it interesting. We want young people to be interested in these spaces because cliche, but you know, the leaders of tomorrow, right? Yes, <laughs> so yes. we want them to be, to find these spaces interesting and want to know more and want to add their voices so that even um, the policies and regulations that are being created favor um, young people trying to, to take up some space in entrepreneurship and leadership. So social media has been a big part of that. And under this project, we were upscaling specifically a program that we run every week called Unplugged. Um, so under this project, we, 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 
we, we started to call it the Africa Unplugged because we wanted to reach outside of our region. You lead Africa um, began in the East African region. For, so mm. for the most part, a lot of our work has been really focused here. And now that we are going Africa, you know, our program is expanding and reaching other places, Southern Africa, Northern Africa. We have partners in Western Africa as well. Um, we wanted to now make, wanted to upscale this program in order to reach, first of all, youth in more than just East Africa um, through the African Unplugged and also um, just be able to give what we're giving to not just our, the demographic that we've had for the past couple of years. Um, so that program was going, has been going on on Zoom. Um, under the project, under this project, though, we uh, we targeted specifically under this program is targeted specifically reaching Aga platform members. Um, so we were um, we were fortunate to be able to to host a couple of Aga platform members. We had um, Ambassador Sala join us. Um, we had Nakaja Constant of the ECOWAS Commission join us. Um, we had a few members of the EAC as well. Um, and on those and on those particular, because we did this on YouTube, so during those particular recordings, we were able to just forward to them questions that we were receiving from young people about um, those bodies. How, how do these organs work? Um, what is mm -hmm. their role? Um, and what is the ACDEG anyway? And why should young people be more interested in knowing what it does and what its role is on the continent? So that's a couple of, of different um, areas of digital media as a whole that mm. um, we've been utilizing. Yeah. Speaking of that, that Unplugged series, I'm very interested in sort of the paradox of, of, of calling it the Unplugged series while you're sort of engaging them. What, what is the inspiration of calling it that? Yeah. So the Unplugged series, um, because we do have a lot of really formal spaces, right? Mm. So the spaces where it's like a really serious webinar with a really serious panel and stuff like that. Mm. But we, at a certain point, we realized we needed to have more, should we call it more chill spaces um, right. where young people didn't feel like, okay, everybody's in a suit and tie. Spaces mm. where they would really feel free to talk, to just put up their hand and say, you know what, this is what I think. And this is my question. So when we started Unplugged, that was the point we were um we we started it as an edutainment space. Right. So you come to learn, but it's also entertainment and you're actually having a good time learning um, new things or engaging with other young people from other places with um, like minds who are interested in similar topics. So in its um, even before we upscaled it, it was always a place where we wanted it to really be free, that you that young people feel that they can just talk to the guests or um, or each other really freely. So that's why mm. we called it unplugged so that it just wouldn't have that very formal type of thing because again we really work with very young people and um we just saw that they needed spaces where they didn't feel like oh my goodness do i have to be you know do i have to have a special position in a special place to speak here you know mm -hmm. we just want regular young people to be able to be heard so right. yeah what would you say like are some of the matrix that you're using to sort of measure the impact of your program you know, so we said earlier that you, you're trying to get them involved in their economic and political life. What would you say at the end of this project would be, you'd be able to say, hey, we succeeded as a program? Okay, great question. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind maybe is um, during the, the, for the duration of the project, we had a couple of different um sub-projects that were happening, sub-activities. And one of those was the Kenya Ya Amani campaign. So that was really centered around last year's presidential um, campaign and the election period in Kenya. Mm. 
And um, one of the indicators for us of what this project was doing, because one of the important things we were, we were targeting was peace. Um, that's what Kenya Ya Amani means, a peaceful Kenya. Um, we were really, we really wanted for, to change the narrative around elections because it was always that, oh, youth are disruptive and youth are causing, you know, all of the, the violence. And we wanted to change that narrative and say, no, that youth can be like a really, um, can be a, a force for for peace, can be a force for change, um, can really drive a good narrative, you know, away from all the negative things. And so when the campaign ended, um, that was one of our indicators. What did this campaign look like and what was the role of youth? We saw a lot more young people actually um, running for office right, and, right. and in collaboration and in collaboration with Run for Office Kenya, um, which is an initiative that's focused on encouraging young people to really be part of politics. In collaboration with them, we saw that more young people were confident enough to actually run for office. Um, more young people were saying, absolutely not. We are not going to be part of violence. We are going to be part of peace. We are going to demand, um, we're going to demand democracy. We're going to demand actual good practices in this election. We are not going to be part of, you know, all this negativity. And indeed, we saw that this year's election was by far one of the most peaceful Kenya has had in a long time. Um, and we were reaching thousands of young people every single month month through mm. um, engagements online, whether it was Twitter spaces. Um, we got to talk to a lot of the young people that were running um, and they also were committing themselves and saying, you know, I'm going to be a voice for peace and this is what I'm putting out there. And so all the young people that followed them were also latching onto that message. So ultimately, um, that was one of the indicators for us, for example. Are we seeing that young people are taking up more positive roles? Yes. So then we say, okay, great. That is an indicator of what we're trying to do. Maybe stepping slightly outside of that is when we talk about uh, business, which is a really big part of what we do at Unid Africa. Um, we've, we have programs such as the Youth Enterprise um, Accelerator, which is a space for skilling young people in entrepreneurship. And every year we, uh, we see more and more young people, not just applying, but um, taking what we are giving them and actually putting it into the community. So we spotlight them on our social media. This is what our alumni are doing. This is what they've managed to build out of, you know, where we started in the program. So if we see something actually being done, when we see young people that we've actually trained or who have been part of our programs going out into their communities and doing work that is a big indicator of, of real success you know something that is that is tangible that their mm. communities are also enjoying yeah that's fantastic i mean you know one of the objectives of the charter project africa is to uh, promote collaboration between organizations within the, the project but also just foster that sort of spirit of collaboration and i imagine you're working with a lot of young people as well technology is helping you sort of reach a lot of it like you said reach a lot of young people who may not know what way to start do you think that they're meeting in one space and perhaps through if it wasn't for technology they probably would have not met do you think that their meeting on zoom meetings on twitter spaces is helping them sort of collaborate uh, is there any collaboration happening because of the meetings that they're having on twitter spaces and zoom and, and, and things like this is sort of their the involvement of technology helping accelerate the process of collaboration or working together or learning from each other? Yes, um, yes. <laughs> um, we've definitely seen that, uh, first of all, like you said, um, the digital space is helping a lot of young people reach each other. Mm. Um, even with the 
the partners that we collaborated with on the project because for example we worked with um, a youth uh, a youth organization in Northern Africa called Atlas for Development, um, creating what we called the Northern Africa Town Hall. So it was on Zoom and we invite, and they also collaborated with other um, NGOs within um, Northern Africa so that we could create this space. Um, the reason why we call it a town hall is, first of all, because we wanted it to to not be limited to one or the other. So it was everybody coming together um, and being able to discuss what does governance look like in Northern Africa? Because we also acknowledge that the different regions of Africa are not homogeneous. So these different regions have different needs, different concerns. So we split it into that sort of thing, Southern Africa, Northern Africa, and um, we saw that even with them, because one of the big issues in Northern Africa that kept coming up was climate. Um, and so we, we saw that because of us bringing them together in, in, in that town hall, they were able to continue working together on climate related issues. Right. And there were young people that were there that probably had never met um, some of the people that were heading these organizations. Um, but from there, then they could they, they were able to connect and then create other programs from that, um, that, that were focused on, first of all, just having their voices heard. Because again, it's something that we just continue to hear that young people are really interested, but they don't know where to get their voices heard. So even if it starts like from, you know, just like uh, at a community NGO, then that's how they get to hear, that's how their voices get heard by the next level on the next level. Um, it was difficult to, to, to have government stakeholders join us in some of the town halls. Mm. Um, we really tried. That was definitely, I think, one of the challenges, um, being able to have government stakeholders be part of those conversations. Um, but we went ahead um, in spite of it because we really did, at the end of the day, still want young people who are in similar spaces and want to be heard, to at least be heard by the next level. You know, if this, if you're here, if these stakeholders are hearing you, then hopefully those stakeholders are the ones that take your voice to the next level and the one after that. Um, so we've just seen that um, through even our initiatives, uh, again, the initiative of Kenya Amani in Kenya, um, we saw young people, the, the same young people that we interviewed and, and, and had part of the campaign who were running, some of them actually went on to become um, MPs. And so those young people now, the same people we're working with, to further the agendas that we want to um, to really come up in government, because those are young people now who are representing our voices there. So if we have, you know, different things we want to be heard, those are the people that are actually giving us space to be heard um, in, in in government, because obviously that's that's an important stakeholder for us to have a voice in in policy, especially. So I would say, yeah, for sure, these spaces are enabling young people. Um, to be heard, but also to find the right type of partners um, mm. and um, the right type of uh, stakeholders that can really carry their work forward. And in those collaborations, we've also found that it's just become, it's also helped us reach further, you know, right. to be able to reach Western, Southern and Northern Africa has been incredible mm. because ultimately, you know, the message is for African youth, not just the youth of East Africa. So it's been incredible for us also to be able to, um, extend our work that we are doing to other parts of the continent. And just like, just sort of stepping back a little bit, how do you choose sort of the the, the, the young people that get involved in this and in, in, in you lead? 
Um, so for the most part, we really we really do open calls. Um, we we like to have young people who are interested. You know, right. are you reading this? Are you interested? Sign up. You know, mm. come and check, come and see what we're doing here. If it's something more focused, for example, a fellowship, then we'll encourage them to apply um, through our portal so that we can really assess and see uh, maybe maybe if it's very focused on a specific area, say governance, then we'll want maybe to skill people who um, are either in that line or um, or show some type of propensity to to work in that area or to provide real value in that area. But for the most part, it's really open. For example, I mean, under the project, all the activities we did from the town halls to Kenya Amani were really open. Um, we create these town hall activities with partners and then invite absolutely everyone, every young person that is interested in this space, come and join us. Let's have a conversation and your voice will be heard. So for the most part, we really try to keep it open unless something is really tailored to a specific group, then we'll have them apply so that then we can assess based on, on their skills or experience and um, and so on. Right. Now, speaking, speaking of joining, I mean, how do people join uh, the projects that you're working on right now? People who might be interested in social entrepreneurship, people who might be interested in, in, in getting involved directly in politics, you know, by being an MP or anything like that. How do you get involved in a project um, like you lead that will sort of equip you and give you the right skills? Um, so the first step would be to just check out our website, www.uv.africa. There you can learn about us and what it is exactly that we do, our different entities that we've created around politics, around business. Um, once you're plugged into that space, um, obviously that also extends to our social media. We are One Young Africa on every social media platform. So once you are plugged into our digital spaces, then you'll be able to see absolutely everything we're doing. You'll see every opportunity. Um, if you subscribe to the newsletter, our monthly newsletter, then you can be able to see absolutely everything because we publish not just our activities, but also the opportunities that are coming up in ULEAD, in MSTCDC as um, our mother entity as well. So yeah, plugging into our digital spaces is the best way to just get to know what we're up to and how you and be a part of it yeah i encourage our listeners to check out our show notes today uh, and our description to see uh where they can find you lead do contact them do contact them to find out how you can get involved in east africa north africa and all the other places that this project exists a- any final words uh, for us fiona um well i would say that um at you lead we, we we just we we like to we just we just like to have everybody join us honestly it's the most yes. open space so it's just another invitation that if you're a young person who is um excited and and interested in just being part of change then we invite you to just be part of the ULEAD community go over to our website ulead.africa um, check out our community and create an account for our community and just really plug into our space so that we can see how to serve you um, and also you can just be able to plug in and connect with like-minded young people and just really get into the work of serving the continent thank you so much Fiona I've enjoyed talking to you same here thank you so much for having me this podcast is brought to you by civic tech innovation network in partnership with voice of vids